Greetings, everyone. This is David Parfit, senior correspondent for the Diz Unplugged. At the end of August, Disney opened its first hotel outside a theme park. Disney's Alani Resort and Spa is a standalone Disney Vacation Club property in Hawaii. Joining me today is one of the lead designers of the new resort, Walt Disney Imagineer Joe Rohde. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us, Joe. Sure. Joe Rohde is the senior vice president and creative executive for Walt Disney Imagineering and was lead designer for Disney's Animal Kingdom as well as the Expedition Everest attraction, just to give a sampling of his work. Now, Joe, I understand you grew up in Hawaii. What was your reaction when you heard Disney wanted to build their first resort not connected with a theme park there? Well, I suppose the advantage one has growing up in Hawaii is knowing how much more there is to Hawaii than than most people think. And so hearing that the company intended uh, to build something in Hawaii, my first response was, oh, you guys have no idea how much there is. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience growing up and how that influenced you and your team during the design process? Yeah, I grew up uh, just above Waikiki in what was then a very, very old neighborhood called Makiki, tucked up against the mountains that dropped down into the city from from uh, beyond Waikiki. And um, I have relatives all over the island. It's an old, old family that's been there for a long time. And, you know, we grew up with a lot of natural respect for the traditions of the islands. There is a whole bunch of stuff, sort of things you did do and didn't do and things you just were taught to have respect for uh, that had to do with uh, the stories and the cultures and the traditions of Hawaii. And when you grow up there, it's not all about the beach. It's not all just this sunny, beachy vacation experience. There's all this other cultural richness, a richness of the landscape, uh, and a sense of how real uh, the place is and the people are, and, and therefore the experiences that you could have there. You know, we didn't grow up with a lot of money. You know, we lived a very simple life, uh, and that is one of the great values of, of Hawaii is how, how rich and wonderful a simple life can be uh, in Hawaii. So was your family involved in the art community in Hawaii? My, my father was a cameraman. Uh, and had an independent film company. My mother had been an actress, and they were connected to art and artists. We were very good friends, for example, with the Charlot family, who were fairly well known in Hawaii. Uh, Jean Charlot also has a connection to the Disney company. You're well known for the links you go to when researching a project. For example, when designing Expedition Everest, your research led you on a trek to the Himalayan mountains in China and Nepal. Can you describe the research process for Alani? Yeah, it's a little different, but but it's along the same lines. You know, we're dealing with a story here that is based on truth. It's about things that are real. Um, And we ourselves, Disney, we don't necessarily have the expertise to talk about these things ourselves. So we gathered around ourselves a large group of Hawaiian cultural advisors, Hawaiian experts, Hawaiian artists, even spiritual leaders, people who practice this culture. And we tried to listen very carefully to what they had to say about what makes Hawaii Hawaiian. When people take this journey to go to Hawaii, they're trying to go someplace unique. And what makes the Hawaiian Islands unique are the people who gave them their name, the Hawaiians. And so this really involved, first of all, a lot of research because it's not really fair, not necessarily polite, to walk into a conversation with these experts not having done your own homework. You know, these are professors and highly, highly knowledgeable experts, 
you don't want to turn them into kindergarten teachers. So we did do a lot of reading. We did do a lot of research on our own in order to be able to be in the conversation that was productive uh, with these people who were so very helpful to us. But I should stress that the accomplishment is not only our own accomplishment. Much of this work was done by Hawaiian artists, Hawaiian musical composers, Hawaiian thinkers. So in a sense, it was a real, a real collaboration in which we kind of put ourselves to the side a little bit and offered our technical expertise and our guidance in storytelling to these Hawaiians to tell the story they wanted to tell. So when you were in the conversations with these Hawaiian experts, did they have any concerns or were they skeptical at all that Disney would present a caricature, if you will, of the Hawaiian culture? Well, I think up front, early, early on, when there's nothing to look at, there's always a fair amount of skepticism uh, when we step out to do anything new. You know, our, our company is defined by two things, right? We have a product that we create, and, you know, all these beloved characters and stories, which we are the authors of, you know, that go back for, you know, almost a century now. And we have a way of doing things. People are not as familiar with our way of doing things, our way of making things into story, our, our actually quite robust culture of collaboration. And so once, once the Hawaiians understood what it was we were going to be in this relationship, that we would be collaborating with them, that we would be offering our storytelling skills to them, but that, in fact, the stories were theirs, any initial skepticism disappeared pretty quickly, and we had a really quite astonishing cooperation. You mentioned Disney characters briefly, and I know that some of those characters appear at the resort, Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Stitch, etc., However, I understand that Stitch's partner, Lilo, is not at Alani. Does Lilo not appear out of respect for the Hawaiians and their culture? Well, in a certain sense, because remember what Lilo is. Lilo is a little Hawaiian girl. And here you are in Hawaii with live, real Hawaiians walking around all around you. It just seemed a little funky that you'd have an obviously make-believe Hawaiian uh, when you have all these real Hawaiians walking around right there in front of you. Whereas Stitch being an imaginary character is another way of connecting into that story. Let's say you have the ambassadors of the Hawaiian culture right there, so why not go to them for the stories? Exactly. One aspect of the resort that's really generated a lot of buzz with our audience of diehard Disney fans is Auntie's Beach House. And I understand that many of the artifacts here are from the Adventurers Club, that former club that you designed on Pleasure Island in Walt Disney World. Right. So we have this, you know, Auntie's Beach House is actually really, really cool. We really wanted to make sure that the children coming to Aulani really did, not in some kind of like just a marketing slogan, but they really felt like we are greeting you and honoring you as guests at this place, and there are places for you that are every bit as great as any place that is here for the grown-ups. Really, truly to do this. It's very Hawaiian to do this as well. And so Auntie's Beach House, from the, from the get-go, was really conceived of as a very rich, very rewarding, very special environment, but ultimately a residential environment, like a house. And the house is filled with stories. And, you know, when people think of Hawaii, 
we wanted them to sort of, you know, remember that Hawaii is connected to the world. And so this family, the imaginary family of auntie, includes all kinds of different individuals who are Hawaiians, but Hawaiians who are connected to the world. So among them is the uncle. And the uncle, you know, has, is the guy who's collected all this stuff, uh, you know, basically from around the Pacific. Most of the stuff that we kept from the Adventurers Club was the Pacific Rim-related props that would make sense out of a person who journeyed around the Pacific Ocean. When did you get the idea to incorporate those pieces of the Adventurers Club? Was that an aha moment for you? It's like, oh, mm -hmm. we can fit that in there. Yeah, I can't take credit for that idea. That was actually Jeanette Lomboy, who was the show producer of Aulani, directly uh, under my direction, my more or less partner in crime. Obviously, whenever you do these things, you're looking for opportunities to capitalize on your budget. We knew that we wanted this rich, lavish environment. We knew that we had this, you know, <laughs> like crate loads and crate loads of these incredible props. And so we took the subset of those props that would relate to our story and, and put them in there. But there's, it's not, you know, we kept the duck phone, for example, and stuck it in to Auntie's Beach House. But for the most part, it's really still trying to push the story of Auntie's Beach House. It's not like a, you know, funky insider thing. I'm not very big on that stuff. Yeah, because that's one comment I've heard from our readers as well is, you know, why put the Adventure Club artifacts in the kids' club? You know, that was an adult nightclub on Pleasure Island. But right. it seems like it's advancing the story for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just their props. You know, the Adventure Club is closed now. So now these are props. Many of our readers and listeners, when you say the Adventure Club is closed now, are probably weeping silently inside. No, but come on, come on. Because I mean, that was like a 20-year run for a theatrical enterprise. That's great. That's great. And I want, and these props have a life. They're there. They're, and where kids will enjoy them and ask questions about them and be inspired by them. I think it's fine. I think it's great. And I heard Auntie's Beach House, as far as the kids' club goes, it's on a level of the Disney Cruise Line as well. These kids are engaged, and they just love it there. Oh, they do. You can't pry them loose out of this place. It is really a wonderful environment. And what I like about it is that it is wonderful and rich and engaging, but it is like much of what we're trying to do at Aulani, it's very natural. It's very, in a sense, truthful. It's very much like my auntie's own beach house in Punalu when I was growing up, except that my auntie's beach house was not magical. Um, but but it, it's very believable, and I think a child who's just come on a jet airplane from who knows where, being, you know, asked to spend time here, would feel that it was extremely welcoming, warm, homey place to be. Let's consider the other end of the spectrum now. Instead of those diehard, rabid fans who know every intricacy and detail of the Adventures Club, what do you tell the more casual Walt Disney World or Disneyland traveler to convince them to take their family vacation in Hawaii, and specifically to come to Alani? Yeah, well, there's a couple things. First of all, Hawaii itself is an astonishing destination. It has fantastic beaches. It has a truly, truly beautiful landscape. It is like another country. Truly amazing. And then it has this fantastic culture that many, many people who come to Hawaii never get a chance to even see. So, to first of all, to be able to reward a journey to Hawaii with actually getting someplace that is Hawaiian is a big deal. Because remember, you can't even do that until first you've made it 
fantastically fun, incredibly well run, fantastic pool, great slides, great kids club, fabulous restaurants, great entertainment. You have to do that anyway. And now on top of that, you have this place that makes the experience of Hawaii so much more rewarding, so much more real, so much deeper and richer. Honestly, I think if your reason for going to Hawaii is Hawaii, I just don't honestly know where else you could go. So it sounds like what you're saying and what we've heard about when we talk to other Imagineers about Disney Cruise Line or the Disney theme parks, they talk about that Disney differentiator. It sounds like the Disney differentiator here is the story of Hawaii, the presentation of that Hawaiian culture. Yeah, I think the Disney differentiator here is several different things. You, you must remember that the richness with which we approach this storytelling, the richness with which we approach this storytelling is unprecedented in any other hotel that's ever been built in Hawaii. Nobody else but us goes after storytelling in this lavish, romantic way. So even if there was somebody else interested in telling the story of Hawaii, they would never go after it in this lavish, rich, romantic Disney way. So that's number one. Number two, I think, is our extraordinary sensitivity to families, to the dynamic of a family. Most resorts you go to with your kids, the kids are kind of along for the ride and they got to fend for themselves and figure out how to enjoy themselves at this resort that is really kind of made, you know, not bad, but it's made for grown-ups to enjoy themselves. We put tremendous attention into a family, a family being together. And there is magic throughout this resort, which is not what you find, that making the magic of being in Hawaii, because Hawaii does have this whole tradition that the land itself is magic, that life itself is magical, to make that literal in a place, that's also a very Disney thing. So we're coming at Hawaii with a mode of storytelling that is very much our mode of storytelling. And that, I think, is what makes the place so unique and so Disney. Joe, what is the one thing about Alani that excites you the most? Wow. Oh, man. You almost have to put on different hats hmm. to answer that question because there's such different answers to the question. The art program of Aulani is truly astonishing. I have tremendous faith in art, and in this case, we brought in something like 80 different Hawaiian artists. I'm not sure how many of them. I think a smaller number of those are ethnic Hawaiians, but this huge number of artists, and we kind of turned them loose to use their art to express ideas about what it means to be Hawaii and what it means to be Hawaiian. And this art is everywhere. It is not just hanging on the walls in the hotel. It is part of the hotel. And that's one of the more amazing things about Aulani. But that's only one. Uh, you could come at it another way. I just think our pool is fantastic, just fantastic. The slides are amazingly fast, really thrilling, like a thrill ride. And it's just completely beautiful in that kind of infinity pool sunset lagoon thing where you're just like watching the sunset over the Pacific. It, really cool. But that's like way over at the sensual side of it. And then I suppose I'm really just very proud of us, the Disney company, for being the first people ever in the history of Hawaii to make a resort that is actually about Hawaiians. 
that was actually going to be one of my other questions is what is that thing that you're most proud of too and i think you said it perfectly yeah for our listeners who may be coming to hawaii for the first time is there something that you would say is the one thing they should not miss oh my gosh the one thing you should not miss well yeah the obvious thing that you can miss very easily is hawaii Hmm. um you know you can come to hawaii and have a mai tai on the beach and never realize you got to a place that has a culture and a history and an oral tradition customs dances music art uh, legends tales sacred places i would just say make sure that you know that you have come somewhere someplace real that has a real cultural experience to offer you, the experience of something real, and not just in a museum-y way. The Hawaiian people are all around you in Hawaii. They're not in a museum. They're all around you, and they're waiting to welcome you and to embrace you and to show you these islands if you just know how to get out there and to engage. So I think more than anything, I would say don't miss the opportunity to do something real when you're in Hawaii. It sounds like going back to that art program that you were talking about too, that's such a great example of how the Hawaiian culture is real and the Hawaiian culture is alive and thriving. You have some artists that are native Hawaiians, but you have all these other people that are coming in and adding to the community and building that culture and it's still evolving in front of your eyes. Yeah, that's one of the very important things about Aulani, the statement of Aulani is not about a Hawaiian culture that is frozen in the past. It is very much about a Hawaiian culture that is rooted in tradition, but is living in the present and moving into the future. And the artwork very much says this. There's some very avant-garde pieces of art by Hawaiians at Aulani. It is not by any means a museum-like treatment of the culture. So, Joe, now that Alani has opened and they've had the big media events for the grand opening, is there anything you can share about projects that you're working on right now? Well, I've barely got back on my feet right now, and the only thing I do know, of course, is that Avatar is going into Animal Kingdom. But that is literally all I know. (laughs) Uh, And so until we get to work on that, we have no idea what the implications of that are, but it should be pretty exciting. And I think they announced that maybe a day before yeah, or two days before Alani had its media oh, event. Oh, yeah. No, it was a very busy time. <laughs> well, Joe, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us and share your insights on the creation of Alani. My pleasure. This has been David Parfit, Senior Diz Correspondent, talking with Senior Vice President for Walt Disney Imagineering, Joe Rohde. Thanks for listening. Thanks again, Joe. You bet.